Welcome to part two of a very special presentation of Craig and Friends. Ask Craig and Chrissy. Make believe, it's not pretend. We might be ill, but we're on the mend. It never stops, it never ends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Then we move on to Well Damn It, Shan. All right, great. I like that. Uh, Me too, right? (laughs) It's got a pop to it. And uh, Well Damn It, Shan wants to know how can I get a better handle on anxiety? We know a thing or two about this, so uh, let's get into it. What do you think? Oh, man, girl. <laughs> <laughs> How to get a better hand on anxiety? Because there's a couple different things. Like, there's no curing it, generally. No. It's just, how do you manage? <sighs> that is tough. I think especially, it's harder for me to have a great answer right now because that's something I have been struggling with so much lately but that's why it's even better for you to answer that right now. yeah i mean because i get it i understand it like i oh my god like i was literally in the er like two a month i texted you i think i was (laughs) in the er because i had such a bad panic attack and it really you know felt like it came from out of nowhere and like i ever since then too it's just like been a lot of having feeling that and really like being like okay I'm either going to have a full ass panic attack right now, or I'm going to have to talk myself down. And I think it's learning with yourself the best way to talk to yourself Mm. in those moments, because people can help and God bless those people who help you as a woman. Um, But, you know, and, you know, are there for you and are understanding in those moments, but it's your head that is spiraling. (laughs) So you, you need only you have the key really in the end you really do and like you can feel and it feels so out of control but i think really talking to yourself and being your own friend in those moments is really important because that is how i have been talking myself down a lot recently it's just like okay we're okay like what and like lately, whenever I get, whenever I'm in a car, I start to freak out. Like I start to have a really bad panic attack because that's where that huge panic attack I had happened. Oh. I like just randomly yeah. had it in the car. Yeah. And ever since then, every time I am in a car, I am like, okay, we're in a car. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Like I'm okay. Yeah. Like hypothetically, if I have another panic attack after that panic attack, I will be fine. And I think even realizing that like say i freak out say this happens tomorrow i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna recover from it but i'm i'm gonna be fine i'm not gonna feel like this forever this feeling doesn't stay forever it it ends at some point right and just knowing that absolutely helps especially when as you said when you have that moment where you're like okay uh oh i'm starting to feel the short breathing happening the shallow breathing i'm at the top of the staircase and i'm about to slide down the whole thing or fall down ass over tea kettle and um oh i i didn't make it i didn't save myself that is the terrible feeling but then just try to go with it and whatever Mm -hmm. you can do to make it feel better 
like you said, talking to yourself. We both use we, which I love. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And uh, sometimes I say sweetheart into the mirror. I'm like, hey, yes. sweetheart, it's fine. It's okay. We're going to be okay. This is going to end. And all the thoughts you're having, those loops and spirals, they're not real. And we're going to put those away. And that's not the case. Sometimes I put on music really loud and, and dance around. Uh, or yes. when you give in, or you, there's no other alternative but to be, I'm on the couch and I'm going to get some Chinese food and yeah, maybe drugs, whatever. I'm not saying this or that, right? Could be CBD, could be aspirin, you know, don't, don't assume Whatever things. you need. Yeah, don't assume <laughs> things about what I'm saying. Uh, and Exactly. And then just ride it out and eventually you'll be able to go to sleep. I have also gone to sleep fully clothed before because I had to trick myself into going to bed because if I didn't, if I actually got ready for bed, the anxiety would kick up a notch and then I'd be laying there in the dark blind without my lenses and really freaking out so yes yeah i have had to do that too like i had to convince myself i wasn't going to bed so i've like yeah. slept not great for my skin but totally slept like foam makeup like <laughs> i'm hoops in everything but i needed camera it ready. Like, camera ready camera, i was camera ready was i camera ready when i woke up no <laughs> i looked horrible <laughs> but but it, it helped worked. me in the moment, and yeah. that is what is the most important, just taking care of yourself, like kind of mothering yourself. I like yeah. to think of my like little inner child, like little Chrissy, like she needs a hug right now. Let's go give her a hug. What's a hug right now? Maybe a hug is getting a cookie. <laughs> like, I'm still a kid. I want a yeah. cookie or like <laughs> smoking a ball. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Whatever works. Whatever works and whatever works is okay. So I think that's something to keep in mind too. And also people beat themselves up sometimes if they can't snap back from something immediately. And then there's sometimes the guilt and shame of calling a friend because you don't want to be burdening them with something. But don't worry about that so much. Just reach out. And uh, if they're a shitty person, you'll find that out pretty quick because generally the people that you call during this time should be your core people, your foxhole friends, as I heard someone yes. say. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, also if they don't have the space to maybe respond in that moment, they'll still be there for you later. Definitely. And supporting later. Because sometimes they could be going through the same thing and, like, are like, I love you. I just don't have – and if they communicate, that's what's important. Like, communicating, I love you so much. Right now I don't have the, like, mental capacity or, like, I'm not in the best place to help right now for my mental health and like we have to respect that too of other people because sometimes they're probably going through the same thing that's another a good tip as well because sometimes communications can really break down recently and you yeah. might wonder what's going on especially if your anxiety is the kind that i suffer from sometimes where you're creating stories in your head as to why something else is happening yes it's, yes. it's best to just try to remove yourself from that whole thing and just Focus on the cookies, smoking a bowl, and maybe a movie. Yes, a movie. <laughs> now, this is going to be an interesting one to pronounce. Let's see if I can uh, get through this one. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to say it out slowly first. Uba gooba doo. Okay. Uba gooba doo. <laughs> uh, there we go. Yes. yes, we did it. Uba gooba doo writes, how the hell do I get a girlfriend? I never know when a girl is attracted to girls and I feel like it's made it hard for me to develop romantic feelings towards another girl because I automatically think every girl is straight and therefore not interested. See, this is a common theme, this, yes. this issue. Yeah. 
That is so hard because it's like, are you just being really nice to me or do you like me? Like, I just, <laughs> it is hard. I think, yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know what? What about, what about this whole thing of do you ask someone on a date? Do you ask someone to come over and watch a movie and then sort of feel it out? There's so many different ways to approach this whole thing. And particularly now when we're not going to be out and around people in general yeah. for a long time. We shouldn't be anyway. And if we are, we're wearing a mask. Right, everyone? Right, kids? Uh, you better be. <laughs> let's, not make it, let's take it away from being goal specific in terms of getting a girlfriend and mm. make it more about getting over that threshold, that barrier of are they attracted to girls? Maybe, let's right. see. Yeah. Ask them who their favorite singers are. Try to figure it out that way. Uh, no, that that doesn't help. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a wall with this one. You go. I know. I'm like, maybe. Well, I think that's important. Like, if your main goal is to just find a girlfriend or boyfriend to fill that space, you're probably doing it wrong yourself. Yes, that's exactly because, what I was. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, that. You're not really giving those people that opportunity to see where a relationship could go, whether it's platonic, whether it's a like romantic relationship, whatever it may be. Like, yes, we kind of all want to fill that void, but like every time we talk to someone, we can't have it with the lens of like, are you my perfect girlfriend? Like, are you, are you the one? Are you the one? And again, it comes back to the like, um, am I, ooh, Everyone's got a lot of thoughts on this matter. Listen, and uh, yeah. they want to be heard. Yeah, yeah, he wants to be heard. Um, but yeah, it just like that whole thing again of like, do am I worried about what you think of me, or am I worried about what I think of you? So I know, but with I know it's hard with girls though. Listen, <laughs> I go through the same thing, and it's like I don't. Unless you both are flat out, like, here's my intention. It's very hard to know. I think I also, though, go through the world, maybe because the people I surround myself with, thinking everybody is at least bi. (laughs) 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 It's hard, depending on, like, where you're from. Like, I'm from a very, like, queer community in Chicago. So, like, that's what I know. But it really depends. If you're in, like, buttfuck nowhere, Iowa, I don't know, babe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's tough that's the thing like earlier we were talking about whether someone's in a conservative situation or or more liberal or as we like to say correctly minded um situation like we are uh it, it can be it can be very difficult and it also depends on how much exposure you've had to other queer people yes that and how much too. you continue to have as well um maybe if you're you know, and a lot of people are searching for a girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, whatever. So maybe on the dating apps, you can select things that are saying, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I'm looking for something serious. So if that's the kind of thing that you're really after, not just maybe some fun or see where this goes with someone, that might be an option. But I yeah. I, I, I generally tend to agree with, I don't think that approach is, uh, maybe the goal-oriented approach is the best because I think sometimes people end up in relationships that aren't serving them because they feel like they have to have a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Yes. Yes. They don't. They're like, I need this. You seem like you fit it. So be it. And it's like, <laughs> okay, sometimes that could work totally. But like, sometimes like you're just, you're just feeling 
a void for a second and then that void is too familiar and you're like, ah, okay, this isn't really what I wanted. And maybe also look at some other girls in other areas that you, rather than rather than the girls that you've been um, interacting with, check out some other pools of ladies. Like, yes. Yeah, like on TikTok, maybe see if there's any local folks who are posting queer content or uh, another app suggestion, check out for people near you who are looking for similar things, whether it's a girlfriend or whether it's uh, someone who's just interested in girls and, and is a girl. And if you like girls, then there you go. Perfect. See, it all works out somehow. <laughs> 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 and then we, and hopefully that was helpful. Obaga, wait, let's see if I can do it again. Ubagoo, and Ubagoobadoo, I hope that we've answered your question sufficiently. I love you, Ubagoobadoo. <laughs> I think we all love Ubagoobadoo. How could you not love Ubagoobadoo? <laughs> How could you not? So, you know what? You got very little to worry about, Ubagoobadoo. You go out there. And they're going to go, ooba-gooba-doo, and flip out over you. So, Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll love you, babe. Don't even worry. <laughs> then we move along to Marlon Acid, another great name. I don't know if that's a, your uh, given name or just your interest, but <laughs> I like it either way. And Marlon would like to know, how can someone gain confidence? Oh. That's an interesting one. And well, I think, uh, yes, go ahead. Oh, I... Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the best, whew, it's hard. I think that's a really difficult question because confidence, I feel like, is also subjective to the person and what makes them confident, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can also um, shift a little bit sometimes. You might be going through something hard. Your confidence takes a little bit of a hit. And yeah. then sometimes you have to rebuild the confidence, which can be sometimes just as difficult as gaining it in the first place. Yes. Yes. Um so yeah, it's like confidence or like self-love is very up, down, side to side. It's never like shooting for the stars every single day. Like it's never just that. You can feel on like a confident high sometimes, you know, situational. Like are you doing something that like you love and you feel so great about it? Like are you in like an outfit you love and you feel beautiful? But it it's very on and off and... I guess, like, the advice I tend to always give for that is, like, like really working on the self-love journey, whatever that may be for you. Because I think in order to have confidence, you have to like yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. And some way or form. And, like, that sounds really, like... Like, that's your answer? Like, I have to like myself? <laughs> I don't. It's like, I listened bitch, to the fucking show, there. and all she said was, you got to like yourself. I can get that anywhere. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what, what the fuck, Chrissy? You're nothing like I thought you were. <laughs> F- fraud. Like, fraud. Fraud. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> we're done with her. Um, but uh, I think just, yeah, like, really working on, like, what, your self-love journey is and what that is. And like, I think a lot of that is accepting our flaws. Mm. I think accepting our flaws has a lot to do with confidence because we have to accept things about ourselves that maybe we don't really love right away. And if there's something we could work on, let's work on it, especially if it's internal. But, and there's also ways, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I was just like, but, you know, it. period. Like it really is just finding those ways to love and accept yourself and like being unapologetic about it. 
sometimes the things that we need to uh, embrace, we don't even realize they're the things we need to embrace. Like for instance, the ADHD, you were posting about that earlier today and yesterday. And you know, I, uh, I, uh, quote unquote, enjoy ADHD as well. Cause I, I like to not say suffer from it, but, yes. uh, I, I have it. <laughs> it's, it's part of my makeup kit and it's liberally applied all over me all the time. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is that I'm just differently wired than other people. And I accept that. I can't find my way out of a paper bag with directions. I need to be strictly glued to Google Maps in order to walk around a neighborhood I've lived in for five years. That's fine. I can do other stuff, you know? Yes. You're not maybe great at math, like you like to say, right? So No. But <laughs> well, who cares? You're great at so many other things. Who cares? Yeah, it's like, it, that's so funny. Enjoying ADHD. I've never thought of it that <laughs> way because I do love it. Like, I, I love that that's part of who I am. I think it very much makes me who I am. Some days are harder than others with my ADHD. Like, I'll be sitting in my room for four hours just, like, staring <laughs> like at a wall. <laughs> or even, like, I do this thing where I'm like, oh, I have so much to do today. So I'm going to start doing it. And I'm forgetting what I'm doing. And I, oh, I have another thing I have to do. Mm. And then I do another thing and do another thing and never finish anything I was supposed to do, but started everything. Yeah. And like, and it's like, okay, maybe that's not the most effective way to get shit done, but I do eventually. <laughs> it just right. takes time. And also, and I you... have to, I have to love myself about, like, I have to accept that and love myself for that. And I like to think of the things that I'm good at and figure out how there's things in there that are influenced by ADHD, right? Yes. The, the hyperfocus. Um, there's a lot of really strong benefits to ADHD, but they're often overlooked because there's so many drawbacks to a quote-unquote regular life or a mm -hmm. typical way of being. Yes. Maybe we don't necessarily need to tick those boxes the way that other people do because they can't do some of the stuff that we do. True. They're not as cool as us. No. <laughs> they wish. They wish they could have ADHD. Yeah. They'll never get there. Yeah. Losers. <laughs> I bet you did well in school. <laughs> I bet you started a task and finished it all the way through to the end, walked it through and finished it. And I bet that felt good. Will I know that? Never. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, if you think about the thoughts that you put together in some of your TikToks, right? And the, your art and how you present things. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, I think that David Bowie had ADHD. It's just my guess. He was very fond of stimulants. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, pulling disparate elements together and shaping it into a new form is something that is helped by ADHD or rather yes. is an example of something that can be done with yeah. ADHD. Yeah. I mean, creatives with ADHD are like the coolest people, I think. That's the thing. That's the thing. We're not trying to boast, but, you know, we had to let you in on that. That's... Yeah. Yes, I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you take medication for ADHD? Um. Oh, man. I'm, like, still on my journey with that. Like, mm -hmm. I started with Adderall, and that made me way too anxious. And then I started with something else. I can't remember what it was, and that didn't work. It was Uba Gooba Doo, like that stuff? Yeah. Uba Gooba Doo, you know, that. Not great. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then like I did like an XR, like an extend release one and it didn't do anything. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing well, works I was gonna in my ask, head. I was going to ask you about the Adderall because sometimes they can give you the instant release stuff and it makes you crazy. Whereas mm -hmm. the extended release Adderall and it, uh, it 
is way smoother. Or if you have the IR and they don't tell you to do this, you break it into little pieces. So that sometimes helps. And also the dosage is important too. And it's very tricky because if they give you too much at the beginning, you're like, I'm losing my mind. I can't take this. And it's it's very tricky, but uh, and we could talk more offline about this because I've had over twenty years of. Uh, That'd be a great medicines. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff and plenty of things to talk about yes, with that. We love so, it. <laughs> so then we move along to Froggy with Love, who writes mm-hmm. dealing with your internalized male gaze. So I think I'm going to take that to be how do you deal with your internalized male gaze, or what do we suggest to do to deal with the internalized male gaze. I think, like, I touched on this earlier, like, how a lot of us are, or maybe I didn't, I don't think I did. I think just, like... Touch again, if even if you did. If I didn't, yeah. Like, how... Oh, yeah, I didn't, but I was thinking about this because I read that comment and was like, oh, yeah, that that is difficult, especially, like, growing up, um, I feel like a lot of people see their self-worth through the eyes of a man like we were taught it was taught so it's not necessarily our fault that being with a man being accepted by a man like being a man something like being his wife or his like girlfriend or like the mother of a child like being Mm -hmm. a something was is the goal and I think that's a very hard thought process to get out of because that is so ingrained in our society and the way everything functions is like everything is for the man. We are for the man. We are not ourselves. Um, And I think that's a very fucking difficult thing to unlearn. Mm. But we have the potential to unlearn that, you know? And... I know a lot of people and I totally same here struggled with like definitely like wanting to dress a way that like men would like, like before I really have blossomed into who I am today, like in high school, especially, you know, trying to do like the natural makeup looks that men like, cause they don't like too much makeup, but if you don't wear makeup, <laughs> yeah. you're ugly. But if you do wear makeup, you're a cake face. And like, like that one TikTok I made, it's just yeah. like you kind of never can win. And so I think like how I really got out of that, like internalized male gaze was realizing I don't want to be a something to some man. Like I don't want to be just his girlfriend or just his wife or just, you know, the mother of his kids. Like I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to work for a man. I don't want to be under a man in any way. Like yeah. I want to be fully myself and doing everything that, my femininity allows me to do as like a fucking awesome woman. And I think that's really hard because it's, it's unlearning. It's unlearning that thing that so many women and other people have just been like told, like the man is superior. And I don't think the way, if you are dressing in a way that makes you happy, then you are not dressing for the man. You are not, dressing for the internalized male gaze you're dressing for yourself and i know lots of people have lots of opinions about the way <laughs> feminine people like to dress saying like well isn't that for the internalized misogynistic male gaze and it's like no bitch i feel so comfortable when i wear this like i feel if i'm in a hoodie i don't feel comfortable and it's not it has nothing to do with what men think of me like if men 
it's just like I think about it like if men really wanted I want to just for men like I would keep my hair blonde I wouldn't wear as much makeup I wouldn't do like if I seriously was going to do that maybe that's what I would have done mm-hmm. not to say a blonde person who doesn't wear makeup is doing that for men either but right. Like, I wouldn't be showing my body because don't you want your woman pure? Like, don't you want, like, you know, you don't want her to look like a slut. Like, (laughs) so, yeah, I guess that battle's hard and that's something unlearned, but also comes with becoming comfortable with yourself and loving yourself and accepting, like, that you don't need to be anything to anybody but yourself. And I think also to not limit yourself in what you wear because you think that it might fit within this or also represent the reverse of that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes the the opposite thing, like you said, all the opinions that you get thrown at you about the way you dress and all of that stuff. Well, that's not going to stop you from dressing the way that you want because it's not based on that. It's based on what you want to do. If that, yeah, if those comments seriously scared me, I would have changed, you know, like, and it's. Also, it, yeah, it just kind of, what was I saying? <laughs> hey, ADHD. Um, <laughs> we were too nice but, about it. And now it's going to come and fuck us over. Just like exactly. uh, our insecurities are. I was doing are, so good. <laughs> <laughs> and my insecurities are waiting for me behind the blue light over there. So I'm going to yeah, try she, to just stay over here. Yeah. Right behind me. Yeah. She's right there. She's <laughs> oh, the I, saw yeah, I just saw them. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Never mind. Th- th- they'll make their appearance known later. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I guess. It's not just realizing what you do doesn't have to be for a man. And if a man likes it, okay. But like, you're not doing it for him. You're doing it for yourself. And I think a lot of people get confused by that. And I think it's a lot of our internalized misogyny towards each other. Like women or femme people or anybody just saying like, well, like you can't do that. Like you, Mm -hmm. you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. And it's like, well, I don't think support, that's how you support somebody. And like I said earlier, like if a man does something because, and you're going to blame it on the way I dress, it's because you are a victim blaming piece of shit. And it's not, it's not me. It's that you still cannot hold men accountable. Like we should be holding men accountable. Right. And that's not my fault. But if you're not helping by blaming it on me, you know. And I think internalized anything, as long as you're thinking about it, if you feel that you are suffering from it, thinking about it and trying to work your way out of that is the best thing you can do. Mm. And it's really all anyone can ask because everyone has internalized something from society. Yes. And like, yeah, you can't, not, nobody's perfect with it. I definitely have my struggles in so many other areas, but. I just think it's shit when people blame other people for stuff that that men do or abuse that people go through or whatever. If you're going to blame the victim, I just think that's that's a real piece of shit move. And I really was unfortunate. Like, it was unfortunate to see so many people possibly saying that about me when it was like, oh, anything that happened to me wasn't because I wore a miniskirt. And the things that did happen to me, I wasn't wearing a miniskirt. So fuck and then off. Even ha- then even having to spell that out must be infuriating. And it's, yeah, it's like, I knew that wasn't my responsibility to have to spell that out, but I know so many people who have similar stories to me, like will be blamed for that. And like recognizing my platform and my influence on people. Like I don't 
owe them anything. And I know that, but I want to help other people. Sure. And so I owe that to other women or other femme people or other anybody, anybody who has been negatively affected in that way, which sucks. But, and you shouldn't have to explain yourself. But unfortunately, people are shit. <laughs> a, lot of those evil, evil, a lot of those evil motherfuckers out there. Yeah, fuck them, bitches. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna send Ubagubadu over. Take care of you. Yeah, come on, Ubagubadu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come through, Ubagubadu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We move along to Coffin Kitty who writes... How would you feel if you got some of these comments like I've gotten before, like, you're so much prettier when you allow yourself to be natural and accept yourself instead of, like, adding the glitter and flair and colors and all this extra fun stuff that mm. I like and you clearly do as well? So people being like, oh, why? Don't don't wear all that glitter. Don't wear all that makeup. Oh, God. Oh, the most boring people in the world. Yeah. I, I've just, like, been or been around, I guess, so many men who have been like, oh, but Chrissy, you're so much prettier, like, without all that blue shit on your face. And it's like, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not, that's the thing. I'm not doing it for you. At the end of the day, like, kind of like what we were saying similarly, like before, like, you're wearing all this glitter and makeup and sparkles and things that make you happy because it makes you happy. And at if they're saying like, oh, but you like you look better this way, it's like I look great in any way that I'm comfortable. Right. It, I don't care what you think. If I feel great without it, I feel great without it. If I feel great with it, I feel great with it. And that has everything to do with me and nothing to do with you. Right. And also people often will say stuff like that just to undermine you. Yes. They're not really giving you helpful advice. You know what I mean? So just more evil motherfuckers once again. Yes, they're planting that seed of doubt in yourself. And like that, unfortunately, is what a lot of people want to do. Like, there's not a lot of like great people in the world, (laughs) which is like (laughs) really sad to say, like a lot of people fucking suck. And like a lot of people will say those things just to plant a seed of Mm self-doubt in your mind. And I think really we just have to take it and be like, okay, well, it's not about you. And like, that is all you have to say. That's all the thinking you have thought process or anything you have to put into it because it's not about them. Like their, their opinion isn't any of your business. And also like, they're irrelevant. They're fucking irrelevant. Like (laughs) they they probably want to put glitter and sparkles and makeup on their face. And they're just mad that they can't. Absolutely. Can't quote unquote. They can, but they feel as if they can't. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's a big quotes on the can't there. Yes. And also, sometimes they're doing you a favor. It's a shitty feeling. But once you get that kind of negging going on, you're like, oh, you're just trying to get me to jump through hoops for your approval, whether that's in conversation, how I act. And the key to that is they'll continually withhold it. 
Uh, this is uh, yeah. especially important information for anyone who has suffered from a narcissist or might be codependent. Uh, <sighs> big, big warnings when people start doing that stuff. Oh, I kind of liked you better when you fill in the blank. Oh, really? Then I should leave then. Bye. Yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not getting that from me anymore. Yeah. Why don't you go find someone else who can fulfill that for you? So long. Yeah, seriously. Not going to be me. <laughs> we move along to Alleged D who writes, best tips for a perfect outfit? Hmm. Oh, man. What are some my core perfect- essentials? Go, go ahead. <laughs> my perfect outfit has pink incorporated anywhere. <laughs> so I that- dyed my hair. <laughs> yeah. Is that your company name as well? Pink incorporated? Because it could be. Pink. <gasps> it should be. It absolutely yeah. should be. Giving me so many ideas today, Craig. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, a perfect outfit. Well, a perfect outfit one is anything you're most comfortable, most confident in. That is your perfect outfit. It is subjective mm-hmm. to your fashion sense, to your comfortability, to however you feel. So I think that's important to note. Um, my perfect outfit though would be. Yeah. Oh, some sort of like little little top with some fuzzy <laughs> on the bra. Maybe, maybe not even like a real shirt. Maybe just a bra. <laughs> right. Um, you know, a big hoop or a big earring, a little mini skirt, and I always, you know, add some heels with it. Like those thigh high boots that Ari wears. I'm in love with her. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I got a lot of that inspiration from her. Um, those cute little thigh hips. So in the winter, if you want to wear a mini skirt. You can, and you'll still be warm with the thigh-high boots because those are pretty warm. So that's a tip. Yeah, that's there you go. Tip. Don't uh, don't let your look suffer because of the elements. Yeah, like listen, I look great. Am I freezing? Yeah, but I look great. You know, <laughs> you'd probably be kind of cold anyway if you had a thin layer of fabric wrapped around that leg. Anyway, it's not making that yeah. big of a difference. Exactly. So who who cares? <laughs> uh, I like what you said about anything you feel good in, because I think anything that you feel strong, confident, sexy, those are interchangeable words, I think, because they all kind of mean yes. the same thing. They, th- To me, if you feel like you're dressed in your armor of choice, that's what is best for you to walk out in the world with. And that might mean a hoodie uh, or sweatpants or you know whatever it is, but that's the perfect outfit. I think whatever you feel best in, because sometimes I will change my shirt and they're all mostly patterned shirts but i'm like mm, no that the more this one today and uh, i don't yes. know why but yeah right you put it on you're like oh i feel better now i feel better now yes it's subjective to the day too it doesn't like it's whatever you feel is your best self that day and what's going to re- rep- represent you on <laughs> yeah. that day you just had to new, be your yeah I had an ooba-gooba-doo. That's going to be our new word <laughs> to is. describe everything. Welcome to ooba-gooba-doo with, uh, with your host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Ooba-gooba-doo, a product of Pink Incorporated. Yes, thank you so much. Give me a million dollars. See, and there's the tagline. It's just happening. It's just happening all over. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> our Grease wants to know how to make men scared of them. That's a good question. Oh, boy. Ooh, I think the the best way to scare a man is to like yourself and to be authentically yourself and not stand down. Like if men are going to say, men love to do that like devil's advocate shit or just like say, like, try and always be right or mansplain something and just like, I know. Okay. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like don't. That's my thing. I don't like to stand down. I don't like to. Mm. And it's hard because like I also am a sensitive person. And so like if 
there's conflict within and I like yeah. want to make them scared, you know, like I can't, I am sensitive to it and I feel bad, but also I'm like, fuck you, you know? So I think that just like know yourself, just know your shit. You know yourself the best. If he wants to play devil's advocate, you can be like, cool. Like I didn't ask. <laughs> like I, I don't think care. Kevin. Really, I just to borrow a phrase from you. I don't care, Kevin. Like, seriously, I don't care, Michael. I don't care, Sam. Shut the fuck up. Like, I think being as bold as possible. Just like, okay, I didn't ask. Okay, I don't care. Like, be authentic. Yeah. Like that, because it confuses them because they're so used to people, like, having to be intrigued by that. Not even wanting to, but having to be. Like, having Mm -hmm. to listen, having to talk with them and, like, argue with them like they love that shit and i think just like one to three word possible answer is the best way to make them feel as uncomfortable as possible i don't care the, and another good thing i've seen happen and have used myself sometimes is someone tries to be like the big subject matter expert and it just happens to be something that i know everything about which it's yes. not like i'm you know what i mean and i love dropping that on them if they're being an asshole otherwise it's like I, i'm not kind of a dick you know like that uh yeah yeah you know it's like i don't have any interest in in that i always think of record store guys Oof, the worst. oh man or car guys <laughs> oh no. god oh Ooh, god yeah not a car guy i always but use them to fix your car <laughs> well that's what car guys use are a man. for yeah <laughs> and then you know we should go to morgan a coburn because morgan has a question that is related to the previous answer what's the best way to emasculate someone that's being condescending to you bonus points if it's an armchair expert in a field you're literally getting a phd in ew oh i hate men all right (laughs) (laughs) like i think again like if it's something that you already know your shit in let them know that you know your shit you know what the fuck you're talking about like prove them wrong play i feel like playing devil's advocate right back to those Oh, those those men with the giant goddamn egos, like yeah. just playing it right back. Play your ego right back. Have the like most confidence in the room. Like, and it's mm-hmm. hard, but like this is one of those moments where like faking it until you make it works. Like that is yes. the best way to emasculate them because it's like you think you have a big dick. Why well, do too? <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. I have to tape mine down to keep yeah. it from swinging. Just like lay that seriously. on them. Drop the fucking hammer. Drop the hammer on them. Yes. And like just anything they say, even if it trips you up, just not not acting like it does. Just like just being as displeased as possible, which is so easy for me because I'm quite <laughs> displeased every time a man speaks to me. I'm like, okay. Or just like treating them, treat them like they don't. Oh, I have so many ideas. Treat them like they don't know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. Oh, but I don't think you'd really understand that. Like, I just, I don't think your, like, pea brain would really get that. Sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I tell you, but I don't want to confuse you, you know. <laughs> I tell you, but I don't want to confuse you. <laughs> like, I just, like, I just don't think you'd understand. Like, you could try, but you're not going to get it like I do. Sorry. <laughs> They're so easy to say anything about them and they're so easy to get on their defense like what like shut what up the dude. fuck huh um yo yo what the fuck, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> calm down calm down brian it's not that goddamn serious i think just looking as like 
just like just as displaced as possible just like oh you're talking to me <laughs> to, to me oh i don't care like yeah. it's very just not interested because i feel like men get so fucking mad when you're not a hundred percent in on their conversation because everything is about them so like <laughs> just very um, I think even unresponsive sometimes is like funny. Just like go on your phone, like don't really like pay attention to what they're saying because they get men will call us sensitive. Oh, these straight men, oh, yeah. these straight cis men will call us sensitive. I, ass- they are the most sensitive creatures I have ever met in my life. <laughs> I'm serious, yeah. so sensitive, and so. Just not being interested, not engaged, or even if you are engaged, play that devil's advocate. I think that's the funniest shit to play their game right back. Yeah. Even if what they're saying may be right, how many times have you been saying something that was 100% right and a man was there like, well, I think, and it's just like, shut up. I don't care. Well, you you know, the other way to look at it, that kind of stuff. Oh my God. Like, have you thought of it from this angle? And it's like, bitch, probably. And even if I haven't, <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you, Kyle. <laughs> and Chad, don't even open your mouth. Yeah, Chad, just sh- I will, I will stow your mouth shut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ermly, not okay. Writes, how do you reply to accusations of being sexist and misandrist? First off, I just want to say there's, it's no crime to be sexy. Okay, so that's that. I think we've answered the question. Yeah, the question, it's answered, it's there. Accusations of being sexy, well, I am. I know, right? Well, you're just going to have to say, look, you got me, fellas. Deal with it. (laughs) Here I am, bitch. (laughs) That is so funny. Um, I think it's very hilarious when men are like fucking misandrous. Chrissy's a fucking misandrist. And it's like, hmm, I wonder where misandry is rooted from. Because misandry is a little little word that these straight cis white men, you know, who are the ones that feel as if they're the most oppressed, you know, oh, have course. created because they want to feel oppressed. They want to they want to be included in oppression, and it's like, oh my god! <laughs> First of all, and it's fucked up beyond belief. One, yeah. but two, misandry is a result from misogyny, and misogyny kills. And misandry is just really accountability culture to, towards men and also a little annoying. Like, misandry just annoys them. Like, I'll be like, I'm a misandrist and I'm proud. And they're like, what the fuck? Yo, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> that's my impression of a straight man. I love it. I love- <laughs> Yo, like, that's just, like, not cool, bro. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. And... It, yeah, it really is in response to when a woman or somebody is like, hey, that's so fucking misogynistic what you just did. Like, that is messed up. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm oppressed. You're hurting my feelings by telling me that I did something wrong. That's right. on you. Right. Like, so if people want to call me a misandrist, like, okay. Like, misandrist and proud, bitch. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> it's not a real thing. It was literally, it's not a real thing. Yeah. When misogyny is so real and it kills every single day and is should be taken seriously. So, uh, and you can't really be sexist towards men. It doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. There's like men have not traditionally had 
horrible workplace oppression or any of the number of other things. I'm just using that as the one example. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure there, you know, if, if a man was sexually harassed at, at a job, probably it was another man doing it. Yes. I mean, like 99% of um, sexual harassment and rape is from other men. And like, yes, hold the women accountable who are doing it. But like, if majority of the men you're going to be around are the ones that have done that, like, of course, you're going to say all men. The conclusion of that is it's perfectly fine and legal to be both sexy and misandrist. Yes, thank you. I'm a prime example. <laughs> you approve this message then? I approve this message. Then we move along to Wister Ayadir, who writes, oh, by the way, I'd like to add, for future versions of this, if people want their given name in this, please say from and your name. Otherwise, we will continue yes. to maybe pronounce correctly, maybe not pronounce correctly, your name. Yes. <laughs> but Ubagubadoo, you are Ubagubadoo no matter Stay. what. Stay. Forever, yes. never change. <laughs> no, forever Ubagubadoo to us. Okay. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then uh, Wister Ayadir, or Wisteria Deer, writes, there's a boy in my history class who says that there's no wage gap between men and women. I want to argue against him and stop him from spreading misinfo, but I'm too nervous that he's going to get super aggressive. Any tips? Mm. That's really scary because men tend to be extremely aggressive and you want to be in a safe situation. Yeah, that's um, a very good point. In any situation where you might feel fear, I just want to add, uh, just uh, some people would say this is not the right answer for certain things, but you know, just figure out what the safest passage for you is to get out of there. Yes, that it's very true because you, as much as it's important to fight for ourselves and you know other people, if a person is aggressive, they don't care. Like, they don't care about you. They don't care about other people. And it is important. Their best option is to get out and maybe not, as much as you should have the right to poke the bear in the moment, maybe <laughs> right. not do it. Right. And so, as I think the best way to maybe approach that situation is just to approach it with a very basic conversation. You don't have to make it a personal conversation. But men do tend to take those things very personally, even if you're not directly saying that they had done it, even though they probably did. But that's ah, that's really tough to answer because I think the m most important thing when you're dealing with an aggressive man is mm -hmm. to get the fuck up. Do not, do not deal with it. I've had to do that multiple times. Just like as much as I want to fight you, as much as I want to stand my ground, I have to leave because that's more important. Right. And you know yourself, and most likely you are not going to change a person's mind if he is that aggressive and that into his thoughts about it. Like, you're most likely not going to change his mind no matter what you do. And you want to educate as much as you can. And that's important. Education, accountability, et cetera, is super important. But safety is the most important. I think also trying to figure out, is this argument going to be like a Facebook argument or will it? <laughs> actually result in something because facebook arguments they're pointless right and it's yes. just a waste of your energy not that it's a bad thing to do to try to change you know someone's idiot opinion but it might not work out for the best exactly sonia mcnamara and i i'm shocked to see an actual full name here besides Ubu yeah Ubu look Ubu. at that no right? 
And then <laughs> Sonia writes, I've got an interview for a promotion at work. What should I wear to impress and how do I boost my confidence? Hmm, so this is sort of like a couple different things that we talked about all rolled yeah. into one. Yeah. I think, I mean, like we mentioned before, like what, like based on like outfits and everything, whatever you feel the most comfortable in is going to boost your confidence during that interview. So unfortunately there's dress code <laughs> at certain workplaces, which is dumb because yeah. I don't want to do that. But unfortunately there is. So, you know, obviously looking over their dumb dress code and then taking that, using that to buy maybe yourself a new outfit, like buy something nice for yourself, buy something new yeah. that you haven't worn before. So you can be like, oh, look at me in my new outfit. That's cute that I chose myself. And something that just like fits your identity and confidence, whatever that may be. Yeah, something that um, marries the two requirements. You feel good and it's within the confines that they approve. And you can find yes. that sweet spot. Yes. And like, doesn't mean like you have to wear a skirt. You could wear a pantsuit. You could be like super dope like that. Like it doesn't matter. Just whatever you feel your best self in, I think is the best thing to wear. In terms of clothing, we have another question here from Hope Nicholas, who wants to know how to dress like a hot bimbo. How to dress like a hot bimbo? Well, check my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you have an instruction manual. You have visual aids. It's all oh, there. Yeah. It's all there, babe. I think. Well, we've discovered, I mean, with this new age bimbo stuff, we realized that bimboism before was not as inclusive, um, was not really a great thing per se, period. Because one, having a man tell you who you are is horrible too, but also kind of the like whole capitalist and like, the internalized misogynistic male gaze that a lot of maybe they have these people maybe have. So we're talking about like the new age bimbo yeah, and the new absolutely. age bimbo wears like we said again, like whatever she feels the most fucking confident in like bimbo yeah. now doesn't have to be, you don't have to be dumb, which I don't think I am, but I'm bad at math. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd like I to say uh, you have different skills than some other people. Like I'm not exactly. I'm not terrific at math either. Listen, we have calculators, so it's fine. Yeah, bitch, it's on my phone. I'm good. <laughs> like if I have to do a multiplication, I'll do it on my phone. Okay. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. So entertain millions yeah. of people, no problem. Yeah. Uh, boom. Yeah. Done. You got that. You got that. <laughs> I got it in the bag, bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yeah, just like this really like new age bimboism is just accepting of literally everybody and it's more of a self-love call. So it's whatever makes you feel great in your own skin, whatever makes you love yourself, like makes you feel the most confident. I feel like that's what it really is rooted in. Like what you wear that makes you the most confident, how you act, what you say that serves you at the end of the day rather than other people. And if you want to dress like a hot and sexy bimbo, there's the wonderful, beautiful hot and sexy bimbos I can lead you towards. We have my great friend, Griffin, Griffin Maxwell Brooks. Um, they are extremely fashionable. They've been wearing these like gorgeous, like, red platform um heels lately and i'm like bitch you look good as hell 
<laughs> and then there's um, my friend Flo Rich. She also um, is within Bimbo Talk with me. Uh, Glitter Paris. I don't know if you know Glitter Paris. Not yet. I'm looking forward to finding out. Oh my out, gosh. She is everything. She is everything. We're going to be doing videos together soon. Fantastic. She loved Glitter Paris. Um, Fam La Rotten, too. They are a goth bimbo and bimbo goth as well um, that you can really base your style off of. So there's like a lot of people. Like you can totally look at my account if you really like the pink and the feminine like aspect of that. But yeah. there's like so many other fucking awesome people that um identify as a new age bimbo that dress like like it too however they interpret it as so it's your interpretation it's subjective it's up to you and it's a state of mind and it's kind of like someone talking about punk rock punk rock isn't one specific look it isn't a dog collar and a mohawk it's an attitude so this is an attitude it's a state of mind it's it's a spiritual state if you will yes it's a state it's a spiritual state of mind i love that Fantastic. Exactly what it is. <laughs> well, I think we've had a, a wonderful session of Ask Craig and Chrissy. There's a lot more questions. We will get to them another time. And is there yes. anything you'd like to say before we uh, hit stop on the recorder? Men suck. You're hot. Math is hard. And God is a woman. So remember, we said earlier, you, sometimes you need little chance to override the loops and all that stuff. You got it right there. So just play that back <laughs> to yourself anytime you need. Repeat it over and over and write Period. it on the wall. Exactly. <laughs> write it on, tattoo it on you. Do it. Get my name tattooed on you also. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's f- step one. Let's move that up to step one. Step right? one, tattoo my name on you. Step two, tattoo that phrase on you. That's Whatever right. and, it was. <laughs> and then step three, get some ooba gooba do. Step yes. four, just like hang out on the couch, get comfy. Kiss a girl. Who knows? That's good. Let's put that at 2.5. That's in between yes. two and three. I think that's very important. Yeah. And so depend, depending on the mood might move up to 1.5 because the, yeah. the second tattoo, right? You're right. No, 100% agree. 100% agree. Because <laughs> you want to give a little time in between tattoos, particularly if they're in the same area. You don't want to aggravate it. That's true. That is very true. Even though I've done that before. <laughs> it wasn't a great <laughs> idea. But. <laughs> but you're determined, as we all know. And you're determined to give people the advice they need. So uh, we'll be back with another one at some point. And until next time, everyone, love you all. Love you so much, bitches. Patreon.com forward slash Craig and Friends. This is where you can go to support the show and get loads of bonus episodes, including the new fresh Joe Black listener questions, which is posting in a day or so, followed by a few days later, the Batman Returns Movie Club with Joe, an epic taping. We had quite a good time, and it's chock full of uh, (laughs) kind of bizarre stuff. Other movie clubs coming up very soon. Cherry and Sophie will be joining me for Crybaby. Gabby Dunn for Can't Stop the Music. Taped that one recently. It'll be out soon. You get all the lockdowns, all the bonus episodes, all the listener questions episodes, and so much more. There's also tiers for the Hot Dog Club Zoom meetup, which happens every other week. And there is a reward tier for every budget, from $1 to $100. And of course, the $100 tier is the exclusive territory of the executive producer tier, or she's an executive. To which I'd like to thank Brian Neck and Lindsay Rose, the people's candidate. So what are you waiting for? Head on over there now, sign up, and slide on into the thunder buns of Hot Dog Club.